It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. I'm Max Carroll. I'm joined here by my co-host, Austin Weiner. How you doing, Austin? I'm doing good, Max. I'm getting hungry. It's close to Thanksgiving. I can feel the turkey. It is. It's uh, Thanksgiving Eve, and uh, I think we're all ready. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, st- I'm starving as well. So uh, we have a good, uh, good episode for you here today, a special episode. We have uh, Michael Vale. He's a... Uh, uh, the college football guru for the link. Um, he, we had him on a couple weeks ago, and he had some really great stuff for us. So we we wanted to have him back, and he was excited to come back and talk to us uh, a little bit before the rivalry weekend here, and really uh, give his insight into the college football playoffs and all that. We got a lot to talk about, uh, but real quick, just to let you know, we're presented by the link. Make sure to check out their website. That's linksports.com. L Y N Q sports.com. Everything's free, opinion pieces, betting analysis for all sports, anything that you can imagine. Uh, make sure to check that out. So like I said, we have Michael Vale with us. And Michael, Michael, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. How's it going, guys? Hey, how you doing? I wanted to make sure. I always, for some reason, I always forget to turn the volume up when we have guests. So I wanted to make sure that, that, that you were there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so I uh, you know we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, why don't you just kind of reintroduce yourself and uh, you know let let the uh, listeners know where you're coming from? Sure, uh, appreciate you guys having me back on. Uh, I love talking football, and uh, anytime I get to do it, I uh, I'm, I'm always excited. So, um, uh, but my name is Michael Vale. I'm a, a contributor to the link. I'm the head of uh, college football there. Um, so. Uh, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed writing in sports, and uh, this has kind of been my opportunity to, uh, uh, to to go into that field and then see what I can I can I can do. I, it's something I really enjoy. Uh, I grew up in the Chicagoland area, just right up, uh, just west of Chicago. Uh, I went to school at Purdue, um, uh, majored in engineering there, and got a job out here uh, near Chicago as well. I'm, I'm up on the uh, Wisconsin border right now, and. Uh, So you're getting ready for a little uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. You said you're on the border of Wisconsin yeah. up there. Yeah, so I'm still on the Illinois side, but I'm like uh, I'm right out, uh, like kind of where Lake Michigan hits uh, Illinois and Wisconsin, like right on that border. That's where I work. Okay. Um, so I'm still on the Illinois side, though. Okay. Um, but yeah, Wisconsin, Minnesota, they're yeah. definitely getting ready for that. Yeah, that's one of the the topics that we're going to discuss. Um, obviously. Uh, I think the the college football playoff rankings were was it last night or or Monday night? So you know what they've been starting to do it on Tuesday nights on ESPN, and what they've been kind of doing is uh, sandwiching it into like a big college basketball game. So like at halftime of those games, that's when they've been dropping these rankings. So yeah, it's been Tuesday night. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I I caught a little bit of it yesterday. Uh, obviously, you know nothing's set in stone right now. I mean. We saw Ohio State just jump over LSU in the, in the rankings, and uh, it's kind of going to come down to the these final couple games here. There are some teams on the outside looking in that might be stuck out there, but um, you know, the fir- I know the first uh, thing that you kind of wanted to touch on was was Alabama, and if if they're going to sneak in here. Yeah, so Alabama is a really interesting case. Um, so. Uh, uh, first off, the the, right, the top four right now is Ohio State is one, LSU is number two, Clemson three, and then a one-loss Georgia team is actually four. 
Um, so the two that are right outside looking in are Alabama at number five and Utah at number six. And uh, really what the committee's got to decide is what, are we, what matters more. Uh, are they going to look at who has the better quality wins or who has the better quality losses, okay? And the problem with, for Alabama is they could be Auburn this week and not and not make uh, and not make the SEC championship game. In fact, they can't because LSU's been undefeated, and they're going to make it out of the the eastern part, or sorry, the western part of the SEC conference. Um, so, uh, what they got to fight, and what they got, what Alabama's got going for them is that they they have the best loss, quality loss in the country uh, against LSU. But keep in mind that they were favored to win that game by quite a bit, and they were at home. I mean, they should have won that game. So it's kind of in the eye of the holder there yeah my so my thing is with alabama obviously uh like you said they're not going to get into that sec championship game it looks like it's going to be lsu georgia um correct so if lsu beats georgia and georgia has two losses uh you have to think that alabama is going to be in that four spot right you that i certainly think so i question whether they deserve it though i gotta be honest because I mean, if you look at their schedule, you gotta you gotta re- look really hard to find a what I call a quality win. I mean, they're not a conference. Uh, I gotta tell you, man, their athletic director is fucking gutless. It, it drives me crazy. <laughs> they they schedule they schedule Duke, New Mexico State, and Western Carolina as their not conference games. I mean, it's just, it's embarrassing. And if the committee doesn't punish them, uh, they're gonna keep getting away with this. So it's not just them; it's the entire SEC does this every year. Crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say they they they're kind of repeat offenders. They're not. Uh, this isn't the first year. They usually play Citadel. Citadel is their big That's game. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And by the way, Auburn's not off the hook either. Last week they played Stanford before this game. I mean, it, it's uh, it's kind of why I'm hoping they let if, if Utah runs the table. I'm hoping they let them in. But to your guys' point, uh, I don't. I don't. If Georgia loses to LSU, I don't see. And assuming that Alabama wins this week, that they keep them out. It just be. It'd be, it'd be really hard for them to do that. I, yeah, I, I think yeah, Utah's hoping, you know, Auburn wins against Bama and then Georgia loses in, in the uh, the SEC championship game. And that that's obviously their best shot. And even then, I mean, they've got some teams behind them that I'm sure the committee might look at and say, you know, you got Oklahoma there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if that all happens and they still say, all right, well, we're going to put Oklahoma in at the four. Um, yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a good point there. So, you know, behind Utah is the three one-loss teams, and that's Oklahoma, like you mentioned, uh, Minnesota, and uh, Baylor. So obviously, Baylor's nine. They're the last one in that group. Uh, they lost that heartbreak to Oklahoma. I, you know, they, they're one of those teams that they, they recruit a few four to five stars, but their depth just isn't there, and you could just tell in the second half they just ran out of gas. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma was just a deeper team, able to tire them out. Um, but the problem with Oklahoma getting in is, let's say, let's say Bama loses and and Georgia loses. I mean, their loss is to Kansas State. I mean, that is that is a really bad loss. I mean, Kansas State uh, coming into that game was completing like less than forty percent of the passes. They were not a good offense, and they put up forty eight points on Oklahoma. I, I just I just don't think Oklahoma is that great of a team. I mean. Is Jalen Hurts really? I mean, he was a Heisman quarterback uh, early in the season. But I mean, if you look at their first couple games, I mean, they they beat up on Houston, South Dakota, UCLA, Texas Tech, and Kansas. I mean, 
congratulations. Those fuck defenses suck, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of... I think it'll be hard for Oklahoma, though. They, they could do it, but it, I'd be surprised. It's kind of interesting that, you know, with a lot of these teams, you are looking at those... You, you know, you're, you're putting more stock in their losses than their wins. It's kind of backwards, but... Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. With, with um, all... With and, that's all why, and that's why I'm hoping the committee... I want them to reward the better wins than, than the better losses, because... I mean, at some point, uh, uh, actually, there was a really, there was a really funny sign at game day last week. It was uh, some guy was holding up a sign going, uh, "said my my ex girlfriend was a quality loss." <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's kind of gotten crazy that that's what's more important nowadays. I'm surprised the uh, divisions don't get together like they do in uh, college basketball, where you get like the Big Ten. Uh, big ACC matchup, something like that. So each they get out a quality non-conference game each. It, no, it, it, you know what's, what's cool about basketball is they have, uh, what's going on right now is you got all these um, early season tournaments, like these invite tournaments that are being played in like the Cayman Islands and the Bahamas and all these weird places. Um, but you're right, you get these really cool uh, out-of-conference matchups. And I think, I'm hoping what will happen is the once the college football playoff is expanded, it punishes a lot, a little less. So I think these, these, these athletic directors will finally get the guts to schedule some decent games without having the fear if they lose one good game that they won't get knocked out of a chance at a national championship. I, I think that'll be an, an unintended consequence of expanding the playoff. It's better regular like, season matchups. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, you know, with, with all that said, uh, what, what's your prediction for when it's all said and done? Uh, who's going to be there standing at the end? seems like uh like like you said they yeah. it, it wasn't exactly how you envisioned it but but they're sitting there in a good spot with uh the opportunity and i think you're going to see kind of uh, lsu and i know ohio state jumped them but you know uh you know i wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the season lsu's back in that one spot if they both went out i, I think yeah. that lsu has to be in that number one spot Um, they're, you know, most people think 
think of uh, Ohio State as a passing team, but they're really not. They're they're just a power running game uh, that feeds their passing game. And on top of that, they have one of the best uh, pass rushers in football named Chase Young. Um, uh, they're they're good in the secondary. They're they're really tough on the on the both defensive ends, and uh, and obviously their offense is amazing. Um, I I I think I and I think they're a good matchup for all the other teams in the playoffs. Everybody's got a weakness I think they can exploit, and I, I just don't see I just don't see anybody running up Ohio State. But I'm still rooting for LSU. Still hold out for that one. Yeah. I know uh, we're rooting for future New York Giant Chase Young. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll come up. Well, it's funny. I was about to say you don't need a deep. You really do need a defense, man. We, we do. <laughs> we do. We do. Because uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky uh, is not good, and he and he was able to drive on you guys a few times. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, Chase Young. What's he projected to go? Like fourth, fifth, or sixth? Like I think I mean you have the quarterbacks. It's the two, one, two thing. Three. Yeah, I, I think you're looking at probably four or five. But I mean, if the Giants are up there, they're not going to need a quarterback, so they might shake things up a little bit. Oof, man, I I think you always you you still want to you still hold on for Daniel Jones, huh? I'm not sold on him, but uh, I mean, I, I I'm not going to go the uh, you know the Josh Rosen route and give up on him after a year. Um, you know, two has got his injuries. You know, Joe Burrow, he's he's had a great year, but you know, he's been yeah. this is he's kind of, you know, in that Trubisky mold where he's taken over and he's played well for a season. He's got how many starts, you know? Um Yeah, no, it's true. You know, there are knocks on every guy, but I Chase Young just looks above and beyond I don't think there's a, a tackle that can block him in college football right now. No, he could, I mean, you could be drafting the next Reggie White, and if you could guarantee that, I, I think you'd take him every time. Yeah, so, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't blame you one bit. Um, let's get to these uh, kind of Midwest games that you have uh, kind of picked out here. You, yeah. You're worried about the weather yeah, a little so bit. Had, yeah, so I had to mention this. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you're going to see a lot of low totals this week if you're uh, – for your, any of your listeners that want to bet uh, these games uh, – I, I was driving home from work today, and like I said, I worked kind of right off the lake, and uh, I, I, the wind was blowing my car around. It, it's that <laughs> crazy around here. Um, so there's like five or six games tomorrow um, that have either heavy rain or heavy winds or both. Um, so the, it's right now it's driving down all the totals, and you just got to be really careful betting the overs. Um, a great example of Northern Illinois yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch any of these MAC games that happen on Tuesdays, but usually these games are like, uh, you know, 50 to 50. They're usually super high scoring. Uh, and that total was like 51 and a half yesterday, and like 80% of the bets were on the over, and that total barely hit, uh, barely hit 40 because uh, it was just a, a sideways rainstorm that nobody could, uh, nobody could throw in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so there's a few games that this week that fit that mold. Uh, Iowa, Nebraska. Uh, it's supposed to be 20 to 25 mile per hour gust in that one with, with a high likelihood of rain. Um, West Virginia TCU is kind of the same boat. Uh, Iowa State, Kansas State, same deal. Uh, very heavy winds. And it's going to be really cold there too, but uh, likely no rain. And then IU Purdue, um, it's supposed to be more, at least an inch of rain tomorrow. Not tomorrow, sorry, on Saturday. And, uh, and high winds as well. Um, and I don't know if you saw Purdue last time they played in the rain, but it was against Illinois and we, we only scored one touchdown on a pretty poor Illinois team 
in the rain. We just couldn't handle it. Um, so just a lot of a lot of bad weather this week. And uh, if you're looking at a really low total and can't understand why, make sure you check the weather reports. It's, it's, uh, yeah, or, else, or else you can get burned. Yeah, it's something that, I mean, personally, I always seem to forget to check the weather. And it, it affects so much. Um, you know, you, you have an idea of what the weather's going to be like coming in, and then it changes, and you don't look at it, and it can really screw you up. So. Um, oh, yeah. Look at, look, look at the New England game. New England Dallas. I mean, it was the same boat. It, uh, it total was, 40, I think, 44. Is that the total of that game? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it was in the mid-40s. And uh, that over never had a chance. I mean, nobody could throw in that in that rainstorm over in New England. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, and I I remember watching that. You know, I was watching it. You know, me and Austin were watching with a couple other people, and we were looking at the screen. We're like, "Is it raining there?" I don't even remember it saying that it was supposed to rain, and then, you know, it's coming down. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you definitely got to keep an eye on that stuff. Um, You know, some of the games you mentioned they are they are rivalry games. So I know you had this uh, this you know guess the 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 trophy. you know, and, and we didn't want yeah, to. Che- we didn't want to cheat. Oh, go ahead. We didn't okay. want to. We didn't right. want to cheat. So we didn't look it up. I think we, you know, we kind of talked about it, and we were able to narrow some of them down. Um, okay. So you wanted to, Austin kind of figured out the first one based on I think the picture yeah, I put we, out there. The yeah, picture you sent. The first one, so <laughs> it's, uh, the old oaken bucket. You yeah. know. So yeah, the old oaken bucket is uh, Indiana Purdue. That's pretty new. That's pretty unique. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, and what's cool, you know, on Saturday, I, I only put like four of them up or five of them up here, like kind of the big ones. Um, but there are so many, so many trophies and rivalry, weird things that these teams exchange. It's, it's just it's something that's very unique to college football. And the uh, the second one here, the Paul Bunyan's axe. I actually knew yeah. this one. It was uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, it's a like you said, it's a badass trophy, and this might actually be one of the the better rivalry games as far as high profile rivalry games on the uh, on the slate this weekend. Yeah, certainly this year, and it's typically not. Usually, it's just kind of fun because uh, it's the Paul Bunyan game, but this year it actually means a lot, so it'll be fun. I'm really excited for that game. Uh, the next one here, the Egg Bowl. This one, I don't think either of us really know where this is coming from. So why don't you uh, fill us in on that? Uh, I'll give you a clue. It's the SEC. SEC. Um, you know what? I I've, I can't even I can't even venture a guess here. Um, no, no, it, no worries, no worries. It's a weird one. Uh, 
it's Mississippi State and it's uh, Ole Miss. That's the okay, Ole Miss. Okay. All right. Uh, don't ask me why it's the Egg Bowl, but it, it has been the Egg Bowl for uh, it's almost 100 years at this point. So uh, uh, mm. they, uh, it's literally just a golden egg trophy. That's what they hand around. Mm. It's it's only something that Mississippi could come up with. That's where it is. just crazy. Yeah. Um... Yeah, usually you can kind of tell by the name of the trophy where at least the the area in the country or something like that or the teams, but not with that one. Yeah, yeah. They had no idea. Yeah. Uh, All right, what about this, this next one? The Apple Cup, I guess, yeah. Washington, Washington State. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That is absolutely right. That is, um, and it's funny, this is one of the best games usually every year, and it's kind of a stinker this year, but the Apple Cup, you're absolutely right. It's Washington, Washington State. Uh, it'll still be worth it because Mike Leach is coaching and anytime you get to see that crazy old guy it's, it's <laughs> and then yeah. the Iron Bowl we knew this one yeah, Iron Bowl, Alabama. You know that one. I, yeah. I thought I'd trick you on the first four and then you get a, a nice time in the back for the Iron Bowl <laughs> we did four out of five that's not bad though yeah. and we, I uh, swear I swear we, you guys. Uh, we did not we did not look it up yeah and we you know casual fans so you know and like I said we, we did not look it up we I have no. some Big Ten knowledge. I, I do follow Michigan State, not religiously, but I try to watch their sure. games, but they're just so bad that it's hard to watch. <laughs> and this, well, it's funny because the Big Ten probably has the most trophy games for any of the conferences. Mm-hmm. I know Michigan State's got a few as well. They don't they don't play it this week, but uh, I think the isn't, isn't the Little Brown Jug theirs? Brown Jug? Uh, not I that I know of. Play. It might be when they play Minnesota. Yeah, little little brown jug. Like six trophies, it's too many. Yeah, little brown jug. I think is is definitely Minnesota. I just don't know who who they play against, but uh. I I think it's Michigan State, but I'd have to I'd have to check that background. Okay. So. Yeah, we'll we'll check it out. Uh, but uh, so eighty percent, not bad. Um, not bad. Very good. <laughs> how about these uh? You had a, you had a note here about uh, underdogs during rival, rivalry week is something to look at. Yeah. So there's there's a couple things. Um, this, this, you know, in rivalry, you want to look at the, the first one I wanted to bring up is what we already talked about, which is the weather. You know, when you start getting in November, uh, December, the weather just starts to turn uh, for some of these northern and midwestern schools. Um, so you got to look at that for totals. Um, one cool trend here is for, for small underdogs. Um, so there's a, a 107 game sample where um, if the spread is um, between one and two and a half points, uh, that the underdog covers the spread uh, 58% of the time. And there's uh, three teams that meet this uh, qualification next week. Uh, it'd be Virginia plus two at uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, Minnesota plus two and a half right now in their home against Wisconsin. And then Mississippi State plays in the Egg Bowl uh, plus two and a half uh, this Thursday, actually, uh, against Ole Miss. So that'll be a standalone game on Thursday. So are you, are you on any of these underdogs uh, this week? So it's you think it's more along the lines of it's a it's a close spread because it's a rivalry game and uh, exactly yeah exactly so I would lean Mississippi State because of that angle but I I don't like it enough to 
they actually put like a big a big bet on it. Like I said, if you want to bet a beer guy beer on it, I would take Mississippi State, but it's just okay. a week. All right. Um, yeah, so I know, you know, you have Minnesota on there, but we'll, we'll kind of touch on them as we get through some of these big games here. Um, yeah. Do yeah. You, want, you want to start off with that one since we just talked about it? Uh, for Minnesota, absolutely. Yeah, let's um, start with so that and then we'll I, go I, through I, the I, other ones. I'm oh, sorry, say it again? Well, we'll start with that one and then we'll go through the other ones that you have listed here. Yeah, sounds good. So, um, so Minnesota right now is in between a two and a half and three point underdog right now. Um even though they're at home, uh, you know, when this line came out, I was really surprised. I thought, I thought Minnesota would be, uh, if not favored, at least to pick them, you know, in this game. I really like them uh, catching a field goal here. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if you guys watched any of Wisconsin's game last week, but they played Purdue, so I watched all of it. And, uh, and mm-hmm. Purdue absolutely uh, exposed Wisconsin's secondary, man. Uh, uh, Purdue is now on, we're now on our, okay, so remember when I sent you guys Purdue's injury list last, last time? Yep. Okay, I would kill for that injury. I would kill for that injury <laughs> right now because it's worse. <laughs> we're, we're now on our third string quarterback. This guy is a walk on uh, that got no college scholarships, and he threw for 326 yards against Wisconsin last week. So, it, so I think it's. Yeah, like you said, it's the. Uh, I mean, this week is a, is seems like a nice term to use to to yeah. classify their secondary because yeah. that's pretty bad. <laughs> So, so you're big on Minnesota this week. I mean, uh, yeah. I know Max and I will probably be rooting for Wisconsin because uh, Wisconsin's starting quarterback is actually a Long Island kid. No way. Yeah. Anyway. What's his? Uh, what's Jack his Cohen. He's from Sabo. Jack Cohen. Oh yeah, yeah. That's about uh, ten minutes from us. Ten minutes from us. Yep. I mean, he's a decent quarterback, especially by Wisconsin standards. You know, they're not known as the cradle of quarterbacks by any means. Yeah. But, I mean, Cohen's been okay. But um, in Minnesota, they're not great on defense. But I mean, let's be honest. This is going to be a, a huge game for Minnesota at home, and they control their own destiny. I mean, they're only a one. They're only uh, if they if they run the table and they beat Ohio State. I mean, they they easily can make a, a run at the maybe not the college football playoffs, but certainly a, a you know a Rose Bowl and. Uh, they they control their own destiny. They're gonna to want to win this game. They're gonna be really motivated. Yeah, I think uh, you know, like you just said, Wisconsin's not not known for its passing game. Um, in in recent years, they're kind of big. They're they've sent a lot of running backs to the NFL. But uh, Minnesota, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I was kind of surprised that you know you have that note about Minnesota ten over ten yards per pass attempt. Um, yeah. Being yeah, fourth, you don't, yeah you don't normally see that from a Minnesota team either. So you're big on Minnesota. How about this uh, this Iron Bowl here, Bama at Auburn? Yeah, this is uh, 
year. Um, uh, one of my favorite sports moments ever is still, you know, the Auburn kick six where they uh, return the field goal. Or when Rajay Davis returns the field goal for Auburn to beat Bama with one second left. I mean, it's all-time sports moment that happens uh, in this game in the Iron Bowl. Yep. Uh, so uh, really looking forward to it. Um, so I know you have a you have a note here. Um, I'm kind of surprised about this. That Saban's 19 and 24 against the spread when it's single digits. Yeah, that's correct, and it's funny because it, it's a it, it is a small sample size because Saban doesn't lay single digits that often. Yeah. Uh, so it's a unique spot for him uh, laying a small number like this, especially to a rival. Um, but what I, what I think it tells, I think what that number says is that. When Saban, when Saban's athletes aren't supremely better, that he's he's vulnerable, and that's kind of what it is in this spot. Is Auburn's going to be able to match athlete for athlete, and now it's it's more of a coaching and strategy game. And for whatever reason, uh, Saban's actually struggled in that spot. So he might he might be a great recruiter and a, a good uh, a good game planner, but his, his in-game strategy might not be up to par uh, as some people might think. So do you have, uh, are you, you liking Auburn at the, with the three and a half? I like Auburn if it's above a field goal. Um, it's not, it's not my strongest pick by any means, but I, I just think, I think Alabama's overrated this year. Their defense isn't nearly as good as it typically is. Um, and Auburn's a little underrated. Uh, you know, they've, their biggest loss has been just by, I believe, 10 points, and they've all been to the top 10 teams this year. Um, and Bama's obviously a public team there, and uh, you know this is kind of a. This, I think this will be like a, a pros versus Joe's or Shark versus Square type game. Uh, but I think that the Square side will definitely be Bama here. Whether or not you want to uh, uh, side with the public or try to go against them, so I, I definitely would try to go against them here. Um, part of it's I'm biased. I don't like Alabama. I want them to lose, so that's kind of why I'm <laughs> trying to uh, temper temper uh, my head versus my heart here. Hey, um, the next game on the list, Ohio State-Michigan. Ohio State-Michigan. Uh, real quick to go on, uh, back to that Bama game. Uh, if you do like Alabama in that game, I'd recommend uh, betting, betting them to win the national championship instead of betting that game directly because they're actually 15-1 to right now to win the championship. And like we talked about earlier, if Bama wins this game, I think there's a 70-80% to 80% chance they make the playoff. So then you're, I think you're getting great value if you get uh, – if you bet Bama this week to to win the whole thing. Okay, so instead of betting them to win this game, you're betting them to run the table. And uh, yeah, it's one of those. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you like Auburn, I would bet Auburn this game. But if you like Bama, I would just I'd take the fifteen to one to win the title because I think that's where the, the value lies. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. How about this? Uh, you think Michigan has a chance at all in this one against Ohio State? Oof. You know, it's funny. This is one of those games I either think Michigan wins outright or they get blown out. I, I don't know if there's a, an in-between here. Um, I definitely I definitely like uh, Ohio State in this one. Um, I mean, you guys, we talked about it a lot last time I was on. Uh, Harbaugh in big games is just, uh, you, will lose, you will lose a lot of money trying to bet on Harbaugh in big games. Yes. He, he has struggled, especially against Ohio State, like you guys know. I don't think he's won a game yet against Ohio State. No, no, and in fact, Michigan hasn't beaten Ohio State. When Ohio, so Ohio State had like two to three years where they had an interim coach. But the last time Ohio State beat, the last time Michigan beat Ohio State when they had a permanent coach was 2003. <laughs> it's, been over ten, it's been over 10 years. Yeah, that's... Uh... So they've beaten the... Yeah. 
that's not good and it's not and it, obviously it's not you know at, at this point it's it is in michigan right is it in michigan or is ohio state uh i believe it is in michigan let me, let me take a look at that real quick um yeah it is it's in ann arbor this year okay so that you know i mean obviously with that with that in mind with the since 2003 they haven't won against a permanent head coach I mean, it almost becomes a, a, a mental block at, at, at this point. It does, and, and I think that will play to the spread a little bit because there is so much pressure on Harbaugh to win this game that I think if, I think if Ohio State gets up early, the palms will get a little sweaty, the decisions won't be quite as good, they start getting a few penalties, I think it could get away from them and get away from them quick. Um, Ohio State has one of the most potent offenses uh, in football. And like we said, they have uh, maybe possibly Pro Bowl NFL players on their defense. I mean, it is they have they don't have a, a true weakness. So the the spread is a little bit higher than some of these other games at minus nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which way? Which way? No, you're I leaning? Oh, go ahead. I was just curious which way you're leaning with the with the spread being a little bit higher. Uh, which 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 way you were leaning? Yeah, so I, I still lean Ohio State on this one, uh, minus the nine points. Uh, they, uh, they're off a bit of a misleading result. Um, if you watch that Penn State game, they, uh, Ohio State was rolling. They were up uh, 14 nothing. They were going in for a touchdown, and they fumbled like on the one-inch yard line uh, right before half. Uh, so they got a touchdown taken away there. They had three turnovers, uh, and despite that, they still outgained Penn State by over 200 yards. Um and for the season, they're 8-3 they're against the spread, and they're still covering those games by 12 points per game. So I know last time I was on, I was saying they were they were covering by 17 points per game. They've yes. still been able to maintain a double-digit, uh, beating the Vegas' expectations by over double digits throughout an entire season. That's, that's and pretty... you're paying a premium on Ohio State every week. That's, that's hard to do. So if uh, Ohio State blows out Michigan, is that the final nail in the coffin, you think, for Harborough? come down to who's available and and there's nobody that comes to mind that you'd say this person's a no-brainer if they did get rid of him they'd have to bring this guy in uh so so kind of to your point you know is there somebody better out there i don't think that that's the case right now so do you guys remember what michigan was before all ball i mean they were irrelevant you know uh i mean they're they're they, they at least beat up on michigan state this year and granted i mean like you said uh, austin they're not very good this year but at least beat that rival 
I mean, they really could have beaten Penn State. They, I mean, they dropped a ball in the end zone uh, to, to tie that game. Um, and they're a top 15 team in the country. I don't know what else this fan base wants, you know? Yeah, no, it's, uh, well, they, I think they just want to beat Ohio State. That's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. That's, that's, yeah. that's the final, uh, the final piece of the puzzle here. Um, yeah, no, it's very true. And I understand it. Like, like I said, it's easy for me to say if I was a Michigan fan, I'd probably be telling you to, you should have been fired two years ago. So I get it. But, um, uh, right. looking at it objectively, you need to keep them in my opinion. Yeah. So you, so you're still on Ohio State minus nine. Um, we got, a, we got a couple games left. Uh, Cincinnati at Memphis. Uh, Memphis is minus 11 right now. Why don't you give us your, your take on that game real quick? Absolutely. So I, I really like Memphis minus 11 uh, in this game, and there's just a few reasons why. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, this week in, in uh, rivalry week, you'll, you'll kind of get a mismatch of a motivation a lot, and you got one in this game where uh, Cincinnati clinched their half of the American Athletic Conference last week. So they, whether they win or lose, they're still going to make the conference championship next week. Um, and the funny thing is, if they lose this game to Memphis, they're actually going to replay Memphis next week for the conference championship, which, is, uh, <laughs> which doesn't happen often. Yeah, I could imagine they they probably don't. You know, if, if they know that they're going to end up playing them, uh, they they might not want to show everything they've got. I mean, at this point in the season, you, it's hard to to hide things, but. Uh, exactly. I, I can see that playing a playing a role to some extent. Oh, for sure, and and I think Cincinnati's a bit overrated. Uh, I thought the stat was was crazy. They they've been out games in six of their last seven games, and still won all seven games. Wow, <laughs> I've never seen that before. And I have the teams listed here that they played in those seven. It's Temple, Southern South Florida, UConn, East Carolina, Tulsa, and Houston. Not like they're getting out games by superstars, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, it's, that's uh, Memphis is a lot better than most teams. All right, so you love Memphis there, minus eleven. Um, yep. A lot, of, a lot of good points on that one. I, I, I wasn't aware that uh, they were going to end up playing each other again anyway, pretty much. Um, yeah, assuming Memphis wins. If Memphis wins, yes. Um, but let's finish up with this uh, with your Boilermakers here, uh, Indiana yeah, at yeah. Purdue. Yeah, that's um I mean if you look at it for the future, you're you gotta feel pretty good about that. All these freshmen getting some experience and uh, you know, kinda getting a little seasoning for, for the next couple of years that they're gonna be playing. It, it does. And um, I uh, I just it, I think it speaks to how good of a coach Jeff Brown is, uh, that he's been able to, to make lemons out of lemonade and and really make the best out of a bad situation. Uh, uh, this, this Aiden O'Connell, our, our third-string quarterback, has been a really cool story. And, and he was crying on the sidelines when he beat North, when he led us to victory against Northwestern. That was his hometown. Um, it's just been a really cool season. Even though it's you know a four, or six, or five, and six season for the Boilermakers, it's still been really, as a fan, fun to watch. So well, uh, I don't really have a, an opinion on the side in this game. Uh, I do like the under 
mentioned earlier. Um, and both these teams are, are terrible at the run, and they're great at the pass. And if the, the weather's bad enough not to be able to pass, I just don't see a lot of points happening here. All right, so no no take on, on the spread, but you like the under, and we kind of mentioned, like you said, the weather isn't looking too good. Um, mm-hmm. An inch or more of rain, that's... Uh, pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah, Purdue plays on a grass field. It, it, it doesn't handle the rain quite too well. Um, and uh, and the, the total is 55, so it's pretty pretty high. Um, and uh, I just, I think, and these teams know each other really well, obviously, because they play every year. So they typically start out these games a little more conservative. They don't want to give up give up the game plan too early. Um, and then I think what they'll do is play conservative and then try to win it at the end. Um, so I, I just see... Uh, kind of a hard-fought uh, hard game that's kind of with a lot of punting. I think it's going to be low. Okay, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. So the, the under is yeah. uh, is your play for that game. Um, I see you have a couple kind of best bets for week 14 uh, before we get Absolutely. into before we get into your couple NFL picks and finish up here. So um, why don't you give us your your first best bet here is uh, Army at Hawaii. So so why is that on on the top of your list? Yeah. So the good news of giving this as a best bet to you guys is uh, the start time is not until 11:30 Central. So even if it loses, you guys won't see it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I really like Army in this game for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first one is that uh, Army is also buy and they also have a buy on deck, uh, so it's a really good spot for them and. There's also a great motivation edge for Army because Hawaii clinched their half of the Mountain West uh, division last week. So it's kind of a similar situation we were talking about uh, uh, about Cincinnati where, you know, are they really wanting to give away their game plan uh, before the conference championship? Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to say that they want to give their, their full effort here. Um, and Hawaii's already played one triple option team this year, uh, and that was Air Force. They lost by 30 Air Force. Uh, they, their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed that day. And uh, uh, Army runs a very similar triple option offense to Air Force. And Ar- Army was Army lost to Air Force, but it was only by a single score. And they're, they're comparable teams getting points. Uh, I think Army is the better team here, and they're underdogs. And the, the last thing here that I think gets Army an edge is uh, why usually has a really good home field advantage because – I mean, what fan base wants to get on an eight-hour flight and go to Hawaii just to watch a college game? Yeah. Uh, not many. But what Army's got going for them is there's there's literally 11 military bases uh, throughout Hawaii, and each branch has – it's the only state in the union where each branch has at least one military base. So I actually think I actually think Army might have more fans there than Hawaii fans. So they might the, – the home field edge goes out the window, in my opinion. So I'm uh, I'm an Air Force guy, so I'm not gonna sit mm-hmm. here and, and root for Army, but uh, I I respect uh, I respect your 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 facts to back it up here, and and I do I think I did uh, when Army played Air Force, I I believe I actually uh, put a couple bucks on Army to cover the spread because they do seem to play each other close every year. And uh, mm-hmm. and I do enjoy watching them. They're, their offenses are very unique. Um, yeah. and, and they do it so well. There's something, with, you there's, know, something there's something that's really beautiful about like a well-executed triple option. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I, w- I wasn't aware that Air Force beat Hawaii by, the, by that much. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if Air Force puts up 
if Air Force beats them by 30 and an Army's an underdog and they struggle against that triple option, then, uh, you know, I could I could see why, um, you know, Army's, Army's the pick here. Absolutely. And, I, and as you know, if you watch Air Force football a lot, if you, it's just, the, the triple option is just a really hard defense, sorry, it's a really hard offense to prepare for. Um, and you'll just see teams that are typically uh, great, at, great at stopping the run that just can't stop the option. It's just, they're just not used to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely gonna be an interesting game. Unfortunately, like you said, um, with the time, it's gonna be tough to uh, to tune be into after it. Midnight for you guys. Yeah. So it'll be tough to tune into that, but we'll keep an eye on it. You uh, think that affects Army at all because they're a New York-based team? I think it would if they weren't coming off the bye. But since they, they came off the bye, they're well rested, and I think they'll get to go in. Into, and it's also Thanksgiving break, so they probably didn't have as many classes as they typically would. So. Um, I guess they'll be able to get on the flight earlier than, than you typically would and uh, uh, try to overcome that adversity. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, your, your second game here, OK State versus Oklahoma. Uh, OK State's plus yeah. 13 right now. So how do you feel about that one? Uh, I like OK State in that one. Um, it's more of a fade of Oklahoma uh, than, than a buy in Oklahoma State. But, uh, but Oklahoma State does really well in a... In a Big underdog role, but they're actually ten and one against the spread uh, in their in their last eleven uh, as a straight up dog. Um, and to be honest, you know Oklahoma. Uh, I picked against Oklahoma the last few weeks, and it, it's been good for me because they since that K State loss, that their defense has just not looked the same. Uh, you know the, the K State they gave up forty eight, and then the next three weeks they gave up 41, 31, and twenty four. Um, and that 24 points was TCU, and TCU is not a great offense. So that 24 might look good on paper, but uh, they can't throw the ball uh, to save their lives. So, um, you know, if, if you're going to cover a two-touchdown spread, you got to be able to make stops. And I just, I don't think this Oklahoma defense is good enough to do that against their in-state rival. So do you see uh, – it, it, it sounds like you see just a ton of points being scored here. Shootout, you know, uh, upper 50s for both teams. Okay, that's. Uh, I wonder what the over is. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's in the 80s. 70s. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's 70s or 80s somewhere. Um, uh, you know what? It is. Uh, it's actually, uh, it's actually 59 and a half. Yeah, it's pretty high. <laughs> okay, that's that's um, a little bit lower than I thought, to be honest. So. Uh, yeah, and here's the the interesting thing here is too is that game's going to be played at seven o'clock at night. They're going to know the results of. Ohio State, Michigan, and of the Alabama game Okay. before they play. So if, if Alabama wins, it, it's unlikely Oklahoma to make the playoff. So I think it's even better play if Alabama wins because then I think Oklahoma will be defeated and I don't think they're going to want to get up to this game. All right, so maybe it's something you want to kind of wait till just a little bit before game time. And, uh, it might be. And, okay. and what you might want to do is because I think that spread will fluctuate afterwards so if you see that Alabama's definitely going to win I bet during during the Bama game and try to get ahead of the line move okay um yeah I think uh you know no, knowing the result of of the games beforehand I think we've we've seen that in the past kind of work uh like you said either for or against the team that that it affects more uh so I so yeah um, the I wasn't I, to be honest. Like I said, a casual college football fan, I wasn't aware that o- Oklahoma's defense was kind of been Swiss cheese the last few weeks. Yeah, and it hasn't been you know against great competition. Uh, I mean, 
I mean, they're like I said. I mean, they gave up that 31 points to Baylor in the first half. Um, it, it, they lucked out and held. Uh, I take that back. I think it was 28 in the first half, and they they held them to three points in the second. But like I said, it was just Baylor just ran out of gas, and they they couldn't uh, stop what was coming. So uh, it, 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 it's Oklahoma's defense is better than some in the Big 12, but man, to cover 13 points, I don't think so. Okay, so just to summarize for your uh, for your college football best bets for Week 14, you have Army plus two and a half at Hawaii, and OK State plus 13 uh, versus Oklahoma. Um, yep. So those are those are the two best bets that that we have for you. Um, we'll, we'll keep track of those, and we'll uh, we'll make sure to let let you know. I'm I'm sure you're going to keep track as well, but we'll uh, you know we'll keep track in our records, and we'll make sure to to uh, give you credit where credit is due. So um, the, let, let's switch gears for a second before we, before we get out of here. Um, as far as the NFL goes, I know I, you had two games that you wanted to talk about. Uh, we, have a, we have a third one that we're going to ask you about. Um, kind of Austin and, you know, you know, we do our head-to-head lock every week. And uh, okay. it's a big game. So we'll... You know, we'll throw that to you at the end and, and see what you think kind of on the fly. But um, why don't you touch on these two game two uh, two games here? You have the you like the Cowboys minus six and a half and the Jets minus three. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about the Cowboys first because that's going to be uh, tomorrow on uh, on Turkey Day. So uh, I usually don't like taking the Cowboys because they're usually a very public team and it's, you're you're buying them at a premium typically. Um, but six and a half at Buffalo, I, I think you're getting a deal. Um, you know, the Bills are 8-3, but, um, uh, you know, if you look who they played, they've been incredibly weak. Uh, they actually um, have the easiest uh, the uh, the easiest strength of schedule in all football, uh, in all the NFL right now. Um, and it's, it's not hard to see why when you've seen some of the teams they've beaten. Uh, the records of the teams they've beaten are 19 and 53. Yeah, it's, it's um, terrible. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's te- it's terrible. They they you know, uh, they they have three wins against two and nine teams. They've just got you know they don't have any. You talk about quality wins. They they don't have any. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and what they really haven't faced this year is their defense hasn't played at any great offense. And they're going to play the Cowboys, who are they're the they're the best in the NFL at yards per play. They average uh, just over six and a half yards uh, per play. Um, they're going to be at home. Uh, after after a bad loss, uh, I think Jerry's going to tell the boys, "Hey, run up the score on national TV because I want to I want to get the talk of the Cowboys overrated." Um, and you know Dallas Dallas throws the ball really well, and I and I think you guys would agree that you know Buffalo is okay at stopping the run, but uh, at stopping the pass, it's not quite as good. And while they might be not good at stopping the run, they haven't faced. I actually, I actually misunderstood. When you said nineteen and fifty-three for their their record against the teams that they beat, or the record of teams that they beat, I thought you were talking about the Cowboys. <laughs> oh that, no, I apologize. That's Buffalo. Buffalo's record of teams Buffalo's beat is nineteen and fifty-three. Cowboys oh, might actually be. Oh, go ahead. They they might the Cowboys might actually be worse. I, yeah, because the, I think they they played they beat the Giants twice and they're two and nine. So they beat I, the Redskins. They beat the Redskins. They're two and nine. It's it's very similar. The Dolphins. Yeah, it's very similar in their in their <laughs> records. No, that's a, it's a very good point. But uh, 
you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's it, part of this is the eye test too. Um, you know, Dallas tends to be better at beating up on these weaker teams. Um, whereas, uh, you know, I, I just don't feel Buffalo's going to be able to put up the points to, to cover this spread. You know, um, and favorites have done good on these Thursday games too. They're they're actually uh, six points or more. They're sixty percent against the spread. Um, I just I don't see how Buffalo scores with Josh Allen as the quarterback. Um, Dallas is going to be hungry after that loss to New England. I, I you're right, Dallas is overrated. They sure are, but I think the true spread of this game should be closer to eight or or nine. And uh, uh, you know I got I got to take it under a touchdown. I go with Dallas. If um. You know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Josh Allen does at prime time. Uh, you know, all eyes on him, and, and just is going to be telling for the Bills see if they're for real. I think it's for both teams. I think you're you're going to come away with this game thinking, all right, if the Bills win, then you're going to say they're for real, and if the Cowboys can pull it off, then some of the the, the people that have been criticizing them are going to jump off their back a little bit. Um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, how about how about these Jets here? You have them at minus three. I think Austin and I were both. So for for the for your Cowboys pick, Austin and I were split. I actually like the Bill. Now we're, oh, we're, we're both. Oh, on we're Buffalo. both on Buffalo. Actually, um, we're both we're both on oh, Buffalo. Gotcha. Yeah, we're both on Buffalo. So uh, I like we, it. I like it. I like to go head to head. Uh, <laughs> I'll bet you. I'll bet you guys yeah. six pack your favorite beer on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, no, I see you like you. You want to talk about Bloody Marys in a second here? I'll take a I'll take a Bloody Mary at some point. Um, oh God! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can talk about that. <laughs> but the uh, the next game here, you have the Jets minus three. I think Austin and I are all over that as well. Um, taking gotcha. taking the Jets this week. So why don't you give us your take on them? Yeah, and I you know this is another one. I know it's a I, this is definitely a square play, and I have no problem with that because I I still think the Jets are underrated. Um, and really it's because, you know, they had those several games with Luke Falk playing and he just tore down the numbers of the offensive numbers of the Jets so that if you average the season, they don't look quite as good as they do um, when when um, uh, when they got their starter in. I, uh, I'm losing his name for a second, sorry. Yeah. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Uh, by the way, he's not doing himself any cases or, or doing himself any favors by uh, getting caught by the tabloids, you know. Uh, just makes me laugh every time, man. Those New York Cowboys make me laugh. Oh, yeah, caught hooking up with some girl. Uh, she's yeah, got her, she's okay, got her 15 on, minutes man. of fame now. I'll never see it the same way again. <laughs> uh, um, um, but, yeah, for the... For the yeah, for the, I mean, for the Jets, I, I, I wasn't aware. Uh, I saw a note the other day. It's the first time since 2008 that their offense has put up over 30 points in three straight games. So they're oh, yeah. they're no, clicking. It, it, they're clicking. Sam Darnold's a real quarterback. He's no, he's no slouch. So you like the Jets minus three. Uh, good note here, Jets defense, number one rush defense. And Cincinnati can actually run the football a little bit. They've, uh, you know, obviously they've, they've given up on the year. So they, you know, now they say, they say uh, Dalton's back. Dalton's coming back um, and he's going to start this week. But to, to me, and I, I'm not going to speak for Austin, but I think he's on the same page that we, uh, that that's not going to make a difference in this game. better than uh, what their back has been doing. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure not. And, you know, that uh, the, uh, the Jets have a good pass rush. They have a great run. They have the best run defense in football, like you just said. And, uh, 
And, you know, Cincinnati covered last week, but they were really lucky to cover that game. Of, you know, Pittsburgh had the ball on the eight-yard line, then on the Jets' eight-yard line end that game. They just decided to need the ball instead of running it in for a score. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, that's a misleading result from last week. I think that's why you're getting the numbers as well. And, uh, you know, the Jets have shown they can beat up on these weaker teams. They have no problem running up the score. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the last game that we kind of wanted your take on, we do our head-to-head pick every week. Um, this week we did. We decided to go with, you know, it's kind of a travesty that this game is at 1 o'clock and it's not a nationally televised game. But uh, Baltimore at home against San Francisco. Uh, oh, man. That's, that's the biggest game of the week, and it's at 1 o'clock, so not a lot of people are going to see it. Um, right now, I mean, I'm on Baltimore at minus six. Austin's at, on San Fran. Uh, so so give us your take on that. I know we're kind of throwing it at you here, but but what do you think about that game? No, uh, well, first of all, you guys are right. The fact that that game wasn't flexed is, is a crime. I mean, New England-Houston will be okay, but, I mean, come on. This is it's the biggest game. possibly a Super Bowl matchup. This is the biggest game of the year so far. So Easily. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> um, and, you know, half the country won't be able to watch it, so it's a shame. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, I watched both, because I was not a believer in Baltimore for a long time, but uh, uh, that Monday night game, the Rams looked like they were in quicksand. I've never <laughs> seen a team be that much faster than their opponents. I've never seen anything like that in the NFL. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, that, I, you know, Austin and I kind of were, were on that. Uh, the Baltimore the Baltimore train for that game because the Rams have just looked so out of sync uh, did I did I think it was going to be that bad no but am I surprised not really um, Baltimore just has such a uh, you know we talked about it they're, they're the only team they, they could be the only team in the history of the NFL to average over 200 yards of rushing and passing in a season and it's not like they haven't gone through some good defenses. I mean, the Rams definitely have a above-average defense. The Patriots' defense that everyone is saying is one of the best ever. They ran through them for 34 points. No, that's absolutely right. And doesn't and I know I don't know what the stat was after the game, but before the game, uh, Lamar Jackson had more rushing yards than than Ingram. And it's not like Ingram was a bad running back, but he was like I think Ingram was like. He's like seventh or eighth in the NFL in rushing, and I think Lamar Jackson was like fifth. I've never seen that before either. Yeah, he's on he's on pace for thirteen hundred yards right now, which you know, and Austin and I have mentioned this. It's going to crush Michael Vick's record for a quarterback rushing yards in a season. Uh, it's really just unprecedented. It's crazy. It's uh, it really is. Um, the spread. You guys seen six? Is that the spread you guys are kind of going against each other on? Yeah, we're, we've seen it at minus... I think it's either minus six or six and a half, depending on where you look, but it's it's under a touchdown right now. Um, would it, yeah. Which way would... If, if you had to pick, uh, you know, which way would you lean for this game? You know, if I, was, I would definitely... I'd lean San Francisco. Uh, it's, it's a tough call, but uh, there's a few things going against Baltimore right now. First of all, they're on the short week. Um, I think San Francisco, it helps them that they... Even though they were Sunday night, they always got one day, one more day of rest in Baltimore, so that's going to help them. Uh, and, you know, Baltimore, you know, San Francisco's been decent at stopping the run this year. Um, I, I don't know if they'll be able to stop Baltimore because that's a different animal. But, uh, you know, they, I mean, they were able to, they've been able to shut down good offenses. You know, you saw how they did against Green Bay last week. Uh, and uh, and really, it, 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 I don't think Harbaugh, I don't think it's going to be 
an out-coaching duel this game. Uh, I think both coaching staffs are very good. And uh, I don't know, don't you guys kind of see this as a back-and-forth game? Uh, you know, to cover six, you, you think Baltimore had to get quite a few stops. And I just think Baltimore is running into some offenses like like uh, like Los Angeles that just aren't aren't as good as they are on paper. I mean, if you look at their last four games, it's New England. You know, New England and New England's offense is, hasn't been great, great this year. Cincinnati, uh, the one impressive one was Houston. They, you know, Houston seven's really impressive. And then Los Angeles, like we said, I mean, they, you know, Jared Goff looks like he can't throw football anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that was so, my take on the game. Was uh, yeah, you got to take the points here. I don't think Baltimore is almost a touchdown better team than San Francisco. I think they're pretty equal. So yeah. you can see this being a field goal I, game. And I, I kind of I kind of see it the same way. It's what we you and I might be jumping in front of a train right now <laughs> of, of the Baltimore Ravens, but uh, you got to take a stand sometimes and uh, if uh, it's one of those games that if I lost it I, I would be I'd be more mad if I took minus six and you know San Francisco won outright. I'd be like, how did I take a ten and one team at you know six points? You know, but if, if Baltimore's Baltimore would have to be historically good to cover the spread. And if I lose that, and if, I'm just guessing they're not historically good. That's what I'm betting on. That's uh, that's a fair take. Uh... My my thing is is I think the last five wins or so for Baltimore, they've they've just been blowing teams out. I think they're they're winning games by an average of like seventeen points or something like that. Um, yeah. Which is just crazy. Uh, you know, obviously teams haven't been able to figure out how to stop this guy yet, and uh, you know I know that San Fran's pass defense is tops in the league. You know they are coming from the West Coast to uh, to play in Baltimore, so you have that going against you. But uh, yeah, like you said, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really be surprised either way. Um, but n- nonetheless, this is going to be you know like, I, I would I would like to say it's going to be a great game to watch, but we're not even going to be able to watch it here. So um, yeah, you're going to have to go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Yeah, so. yeah. To watch it. Yeah, so... Um, um, but, so no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like you guys. Really excited to watch it. Um, definitely not confident either way on this one, but, I, you know, if, I gotta, if I'm going to pick one, it's definitely, definitely uh, the 49ers. Okay, so uh, just to recap your locks, um, well, I'll, I'll call them locks, but uh, Cowboys... Oh, locks. Let's go with locks. Okay, locks, that's good. My, Cowboys minus 6.5, Jets minus 3, and San Fran plus 6. So we've got, we've got a couple that we uh, disagree on, a couple we agree on, and uh, we'll keep track of those. Um, and yeah, the last thing, uh, let's talk about these bloody marriages real quick before we get you out of here. Aren't, aren't they disgusting? <laughs> that was so funny because I was listening to uh, your, your podcast last week with Trent and that, you know, the Bloody Marys came up. But which one of you guys was it again? Was it you, Austin, or you, Matt? I can't remember. Uh, uh, it's, uh, Max likes them. I'm a, I'm a big Bloody Mary proponent. I hate them. They're disgusting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and obviously I'm in that camp too, man. Look, it's, 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 it's what goes in your, it's the, uh, what's the best way to put this? Uh, if the garnish in your drink can go on a pizza, it's a bad drink. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's... It's a, uh, it's like I, I, you know, if it's a, if it's a, if a, if a, if a stalk of celery improves the cocktail, it's a bad cocktail. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, obviously, obviously, I'm in the minority. I've never understood the, that drink. Yeah, obviously, you know, I know I'm in the minority here. Um, 
you know, it's funny you mentioned garnishes because I think every Bloody Mary I get, it's a different garnish. Um, yeah. You have, uh, you obviously have the celery. You get throw some olives in there. I had one the other day that had uh, mozzarella and tomatoes in it. Then you get the shrimp. So it's so it's basically. I've, you know, actually, you, seen, I've actually seen a mini pizza as a garnish in Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this, the, the, it's it's incredible, and uh, you know it's basically yeah. you know you order the drink and you don't have to worry about dinner pretty much. So that's. So uh, by the way, in fairness to you, I, you know my take is like almost every breakfast cocktail sucks. It, you know I, I don't. I don't care for champagne and orange juice or screwdrivers or, or any of those. No mimosas you know, or gonna, anything? You're going to drink, just drink, you know? Red Bull and vodka in your cereal, you know, I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, nobody, nobody needs that, man. It's, uh, just, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's uh... It's a good good way to start the day. A hearty bowl of uh, Red Bull vodka. Um, so on on that note, we'll uh, we'll get you out of here. But uh, okay. yeah, we we appreciate you coming on. It's always you know uh, we've been we've been talking a lot about your uh, your your visit with us last week and just how knowledgeable you were. And obviously that uh, you're getting me excited for the bowl games. I'm gonna watch some bowl games this year. <laughs> Fans you, uh, that's on my job. <laughs> yeah, so there, there you go. Um, but yeah, thank, thanks for coming on, and we'll, we'll we've got your uh, your picks uh, locked in here. We've got them written down, so we'll keep track of them as uh, as the weekend goes on. And uh, hey, enjoy enjoy your Thanksgiving and be safe. Yeah, know? have a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Uh, absolutely, happy Thanksgiving to you, uh, you you and your families as well, guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, I'll talk footballer. Hockey or baseball, anything, you know, I love it all. So. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have you on uh, once these, you know, regular season games are done and, and you got the college football playoff locked in, you know, maybe even beforehand where they're, where they're you know, deciding on who's going to be in. We'll have you on and kind of talk through some of that stuff. Um, oh, that'd, that'd be fantastic, yeah, especially talk about those New Year's tables and then the, the college football playoff would be fantastic. Yeah, there you go. So we'll we'll be in touch. And uh, again, thanks for coming on, and, and have a great Thanksgiving. Hey, you guys, dude. Thanks for having me on. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye, guys. All right, so that was uh, Michael Vale. He's the college, uh, the head of college football content for the Link. Uh, I mean, this guy, this guy, yeah. this guy knows his stuff. I'll get me excited. Yeah, there's. Uh, a lot of good information he threw at us there, um, and we're going to keep track of it. Make sure that we're, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make sure to tweet tweet some of this stuff out and, and let you guys know. Just kind of summarize what what he talked about here, and uh, uh, you know, the, uh, I'm a little surprised with the Cowboys pick, to be honest. Um, uh, I have a little bit too, but. I mean, they play on Thanksgiving every year, so yeah. that's definitely a big advantage. Yeah, that definitely that definitely can't. Would I be surprised if the Cowboys just took it to them? No. No. I mean, <laughs> Jerry Jones getting on him, like he said. So, um, yeah, just a lot of good stuff from him. So, so like we said, we'll make sure to have him on when the uh, the college playoffs, fo- college football playoffs, are a little bit closer in a few weeks. Um, but that's our that's our special show for you here today. Again, uh, make sure to visit the link, linksports.com, L-Y-N-Q sports.com. Everything's free. Check it out. Make sure to visit us on Twitter, at Square the Sharp, and uh, you can get us on iTunes and Podbean. 
So everybody, have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll see you early next week. And here's, here's to squaring up the shark. <laughs>